Dirty Hands University Studios presents a DHU production. When I wake up in the morning, my alarm gets off the warning. I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab a snack and I say what up, it's like I'm getting product to the shelf so I can watch it fly. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the dial. If the buyer needs a hand, he knows I'll understand. Cause I'm ready when the call comes. Mega displays getting dirty for days. If the order comes in late, there will be more to do. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the dial. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the Dirty Dial. Hey, what's up, Dirty Hands? This is Big Mike, and I'm live and in person from the official Dirty Hands University headquarters. We're in the classroom today, and I'm joined by my part-time wife. Yes, I meant that. And we're here to introduce DHU's newest project, the Dirty Dial. Kate, if you could sum it up into three words, what would they be? Um, my marriage or the radio show? The radio show. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, I'd say it's a way for DHU to meet most of our folks right where they are, literally in their cars, and a spot for us to stay connected through learning, laughing, and just kind of lightening up a little bit. Oh, I know that was a little more than three words. Sorry, Mike. So, hey, what actually is coming up on today's episode? Glad you asked. Let's head over to the morning announcements. Morning, dirty freaks and geeks. We've got a few morning announcements this morning, so listen up. Okay, settle in, settle in. Quiet! Our resident campus counselor, Pete, will be in his office this morning with a relatable problem sent in by a member of our student body. Also, down in the dining hall, we've got some tasty Wednesday treats cooking up on the menu that will help you prepare for this week's brand focuses, so go down and take a look. Lastly, Lavinia Leopard is down in the library today, bringing us beyond the bookshelf, helping us to try and put the humanity back in sales. Okay, I think I've covered everything, so before I send you off for the day, here is your reminder. In the dirt of mistakes, lessons take root. All right, let's go make it a filthy, dirty day. Hey there, Dirty Hands family. Yes, you've heard all there is to hear about Evolution Fresh. You already know it's cold-pressed to preserve and protect the flavor and nutrients in the fruits and vegetables they use. You also probably know that they offer both conventional and organic options to make it broadly accessible to a wide range of customers. But did you know they were True Certified too? What the heck is True Certified? True Certified means that a brand commits to diverting all solid, post-production waste out of landfills, incinerators, and the environment. This results in positive health and economic outcomes for our planet. Does this mean if I drink Evolution Fresh, I need to stop dumping hazardous waste in the river behind my house? Yeah, probably. Evolution Fresh. Drink it all in. Peter Ruiz is the Dirty Hands People Development Coordinator. But he didn't start there. After stocking at Costco, writing orders at Trader Joe's, and working himself from team member to assistant team leader at Whole Foods, Pete has been part of the Dirty Hands family since 2016. 
In seven years, Pete has solidified himself as a walking, talking representation of our dirty values. We've got Pete doing exactly what he does best, support people. He'll be diving into difficult questions or scenarios and working through them using personal stories and his own experience. And in the very off chance he doesn't know, he'll call in an arsenal of experts and surprise guests. You've always had a friend in Pete. Now you've got him as the campus counselor too. You've got a friend. Hey, hey, what is up, Dirty Hands fam? Welcome to the counselor's office. I would love to share with everyone an anonymous submission that just came across my desk. We'll call this person Can't Cash In. But before we begin, please give me a second to go ahead and pour myself some coffee. Let's go ahead and dive in. Dear Pete, I know how to build great relationships. It comes easy to me because I feel like I'm a pretty genuine person. I have an established connection with my buyers slash team leaders as a result of some really hard work and us getting to know each other. What I find so hard to do, though, is ask for what I want, for what I know I deserve. How do I reframe this in my head to be less transactional and feel less gross about it? All my best. Can't cash in. Thank you so much for sharing Can't Cash In. We appreciate your willingness to share with the DH fam. Now, before I dive in a little bit deeper on this uh, particular subject, I want to preface this by saying that everything I'm about to say is based on my own personal experience rather than extensive research done on this particular subject. Um, There's a lot of different feelings to kind of unpack here. Um, A couple that poke out at me right now. Sometimes we feel like it's not my place to ask. Um, I don't want to ruin or tarnish this relationship that I built here. Um... You know, I don't want my ass to be treated as a quid pro quo. Just remember, and this is, I think, probably the most important thing that used to help me. Your approach should be that of a loving friend and not as a vendor. When you have that approach of a loving friend rather than a vendor, that really does come across and pulls at the heartstrings to that person that you're talking to. And it doesn't transfer over to everybody. It does not transfer over to everybody. But I would like to say most people definitely appreciate that there's a reason why we take offense to the word vendor or us being identified as vendor because in our company we are so much more than just what a vendor does for us we actually do care about our accounts we care about the brands we care about the people that we serve this approach it's basically who we are what we created here i really like what you said how do i reframe this in my head Because that's exactly the way that we should be looking at this scenario. Introducing love into your workflow, into what we're doing, into your sales pitch, it really used to help me out. As a byproduct of introducing love into your workflow, into that sales pitch, comes compassion and empathy. That translates well to most people. When you treat people the way that you want to be treated, it never does you wrong. And I I get it. For some people, it goes over their head. Some people don't respond to it as well as others. I get it. And I know when I say love, introducing love into your workflow, it sounds a little weird and it sounds a little scary, right? But anything that involves dealing with people, introducing that, it never does you wrong. It really helps with eliminating transactional feeling. So now, instead of how can I fulfill my goals, Your mindset switches to, 
How can I best serve my account to ensure that they are profitable and at the same time add value to our brand partners to ensure that we're making good on that return on investment? At the end of the day, it's going to be the love that's going to tie everything to success. Your brand partners, the people that you serve, the brick and mortars that you serve, the leader that you appreciate and respect. It's that same love that you have that will carry everything to success and will fall into place and make sense. Also, sometimes vocalizing the why. Buyers like hearing the reason why we're asking. Is this a new product innovation for their store uh, that could potentially take off with their clientele? Is this a local skew? Is this a high velocity skew in other nearby accounts that they could potentially benefit from by bringing it in? Don't ever be afraid to share your intelligence, share your knowledge with that person that you're talking to. Please believe they appreciate it. They will view you as a valuable contributor to their store and come to rely on you for feedback and ideas and help building certain things. Make sure that we're making eye contact and we speak with confidence. Don't be fearful. Obviously not arrogance, but confidence. You're confident in what you're saying. You're confident in what you're asking for. You're confident with your vision of execution. You have already done the hard part, which is establishing that strong relationship with that leadership through your hard work day in and day out. Now, before we end the segment, I wouldn't feel right without offering some helpful suggestions we all could try out in the field in hopes of feeling a little bit less gross or transactional with our asks. Feel free to explain how your request will benefit them, their store, department sales, or clientele base. This really helps with making your exchange less transactional and more of a shared fate partnership. Another one is use picture examples or visual aids to help with your ask. For some leaders, they need that vision of success to connect the dots. Another one, and this is probably one of the most important, is make sure that you keep your ask to five to 10 seconds at most. At any given moment, any leader is gonna be pulled in multiple different directions and we wanna be sensitive towards their time on the sales floor. I'm wishing everybody the very best of luck out there and thanks a lot for tuning in. Much love y'all. Peace. Wednesday's got cooking up this week. Head on down to the dining hall and check out the menu. We'll chew on some tips and tricks and help you digest and maximize this week's brand focuses. And you know we'll always save you a seat at our table. What's up, everybody? You hungry? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Menu, your go-to radio show segment broadcasting live from the DHU Dining Hall. I'm your host, Mikey Two Meals, and today we're about to embark on an exciting journey through the world of premium mixers and beverages. That's right, we're talking about Fever Tree. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, Fever Tree is a brand that specializes in producing high-quality tonic water, ginger beer, and other fantastic mixers that are crafted to perfection. Founded in 2005, Fever Tree had a mission from the start to create mixers that perfectly complemented premium spirits. 
They're dedicated to using natural ingredients focused on craftsmanship and committed to creating the perfect mixers. It's no wonder that Fever Tree products are sought after by consumers who appreciate an elevated drinking experience. Now, let's dive into the menu for today, August 1st, and check out our main course. Today's main course is a tender, juicy August A promo coming up. Mmm. Can't you taste the opportunity? We want to focus on two things for this upcoming promo. The first, fill in voids. This is a really good moment to check your sets for all the top SKUs. If the top SKUs are missing from them, use the August Day promo as a reason to stock up. Here's what this could sound like. Hey Toby, so Fever Tree is going to be on promo for August Day. I wanted to show you the SKU ranking because it looks like we may be missing a few of the top selling SKUs. Could we get them on the shelf before the promo drops so we don't miss out on those sales? I'm showing them a visual of the SKU ranking and I'm connecting the ass to their bottom line sales. Notice the use of we to really hammer home the shared fate mentality. Aww, I'm so proud. The second part is securing secondary placements. This can be daunting, but don't be scared. Lean into those flex spaces. We're talking side caps, hard liquor sets, specialty departments. See what's available. Here's what this ask could sound like. Hey Linda, where do you think Fever Tree would move faster from? The cheese department or your hard liquor set? I've got this August promo coming up and I think we could really move some product together. Presenting two choices, one good and one great, allows the buyer to choose from a win-win scenario. We'll learn more about this selling tactic on today's Beyond the Bookshelf. I know about you, but I'm stuffed. Good luck out there this week and remember, Cook with confidence and dish out excellence. Stay dirty. I get it. Between work, chores, and a laundry list of responsibilities, finding a spare moment to dive into a book can feel as elusive as a unicorn. Fear not. Lavinia's got you covered. Welcome to Beyond the Bookshelf with Lavinia Leopard, where you'll get brief, bite-sized, brain-boosting shots of knowledge that will help you grow professionally. In each segment, Lavinia will share key insights from books on a range of topics, from leadership to sales to personal development. It's like speed dating for your brain. You'll get the juicy highlights without all the fluff. Mmm, fluff. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode of Beyond the Bookshelf, where books lose their bulk but not their brilliance. No time to read a book. Come and give us a look. Shorten up the boring stuff. Beyond the Bookshelf. You want to learn some things. Just so you know, your brain will grow. It might not. Beyond the Bookshelf. You can be anything. Maybe not anything. Give it a try while you drive. Beyond the Bookshelf. Beyond the Bookshelf.
In The Science of Selling, David Hoffeld lends wit, wisdom, and scientific insights as he guides you through the art of persuasion like never before. Forget about the outdated stereotypes of pushy salespeople and sleazy tactics. Nope. This book is all about decoding the secrets behind influencing human behavior and customer desires to reveal the hidden forces that drive human decision-making and how to harness them for your advantage. But before we dive in, let's debunk this myth about sales ability being a static quality, that you either have it or you don't. Because according to Huffeld, science tells a different story. Our brains are amazingly adaptable, and with effort and practice, we can actually rewire the neurons in our brains to develop new skills over time and sharpen the ones we already have. Okay, let's talk about some of the ways you can improve sales outcomes that's based on science. First point, say I want to give you $5. How do you feel about that? Probably like, cool, whatever. Now, say I give you a choice. You can have five bucks or a dollar. Pick one. Somehow, that $5 seems a bit more attractive when matched up against that dollar, doesn't it? I won't bore you with the research behind why. Suffice to say that according to this book, instead of presenting your single best offer, present buyers with two options, one good and one great. This makes the sale easier because people are more likely to buy when presented with a good option that makes the great one seem even better. Next point to consider. In a series of experiments, salespeople measurably increased their persuasiveness by offering customers peanuts and soda. The upshot is positive emotional states make us more open to persuasion while negative emotional states close us down and make us harder to influence. So don't forget to lighten things up a bit. Do what you can to lift a potential buyer's mood. How? Well, an easy way is to simply initiate a positive conversation. Maybe pose a couple of questions that usually trigger happier thoughts, like their last vacation or hobbies they've recently come to love. Next point. Let's talk about something called instinctive elaboration, which explains why asking a buyer about their business needs will make their brain immediately begin conjuring up all the problems and priorities they'd like to address. So when it comes to sales, questions are powerful tools of your trade because they can help make a person more open and receptive to what you have to offer. But here's the thing. Before you can start selling your product or service as the answer, you need to ask the right questions in the right order. According to the science of selling, it's best to start with broad questions to get basic facts about a decision maker's current situation, such as, how was your revenue last quarter? Then shift to more evaluative inquiries, like, why do you think income has slowed? And finish with specific questions about buying motives, such as, would you be interested in a service that will boost revenue by 6%? Next point, our brains have a natural tendency to be swayed more easily by stories than by plain facts. So rather than just giving a dry list of details about your product or service, talk about previous clients. 
explain what issues they faced, and then tell the exciting tale of how your product or service helped them out. This simple trick will give your offering a satisfying emotional resonance. Now, let's wrap things up with one of the book's most important insights. Picture this. A shopper is browsing a grocery store when he spots a new cereal on the shelf. He walks closer and looks at the box. After a moment, he puts it in his cart with the rest of his purchases. Why did the shopper do this? When asked this question, salespeople give all sorts of answers. Maybe it was the box art, or the price, or just the fact that he was hungry at the time. While none of these answers are wrong, none of them are completely right. Deciding to buy a product or service isn't the result of a single choice. It's actually the final outcome of a series of six choices. According to Huffeld, when buyers decide to make a purchase, they ask themselves a series of six questions called the six whys. And as a salesperson, when you can answer them, the pathway to sales becomes easy. What are the six whys? The first is, why change? Humans are wired to prefer things as they already are, so a new purchase needs to feel justified. When answering this question, make sure you can explain what's lacking or undesirable about the buyer's current situation. Second, why now? You must explain why buying makes sense at this specific time. For example, is there a temporary discount or another factor that creates urgency? Number three, why your industry? Before you pitch your specific product or service, you must pitch your entire industry. For example, if you sell online courses, you have to explain why online courses in general are better than alternatives like seminars or books. Fourth and fifth, why your company and why your product or service? This is when you get into the specifics and pitch the things that make your offering stand out whether that's quality, expertise, or the countless satisfied customers. And number six, why spend the money? The buyer needs to know the financial benefits of your product or service. Be sure to mention both the cost savings and revenue potential it may have. According to Hoffeld, walking potential buyers through each of these steps should make their hesitation about purchasing disappear. So what do you think of the six whys? Do you think a focus around answering these questions for buyers is an effective strategy? Have you used a similar approach when it comes to sales? If so, how did it work out? I'd love to hear from you. The following message comes from Dirty Hands University sponsor, Rx Bar. Are you an ultra marathoner looking for a post-race snack with a balanced macronutrient profile? No. Well, you're in luck. RX bars are also for us normal people, people who get the mail, walk their dog or forget where their car is parked at the grocery store. RX bar promises only real, whole food ingredients and no artificial crud. Hell yes. Boasting simple ingredients, with 12 grams of protein per bar and no added sugar, you're sure to have all the energy you need to walk that trash bag to the end of your driveway. RX bar, energy for real life. Thanks for joining us today for our first episode. We're really excited. Um, on today's outro, I did want to say a few words about Chris before we let you go. Um, it's been on all of our hearts and all of our minds, and this seems like a good spot to 
say a few things. So, what you may not have known about Chris Richardson is that he kept a hot-wired briefcase on his desk down in his basement office. Now, the reason for this, however, is reflective of who he was and what brought him the most joy. Screwing with people. (laughs) And that part is not surprising in the least. We found out while down in that basement dungeon that he called an office that he liked to walk his neighborhood with that briefcase and scramble his neighbor's Wi-Fi for fun. Now, in a million and one stories like this, some shared on Slack last week and some not shared on Slack last week due to the nature of them, it became very clear that most people at this company shared either a text or Slack chain with Chris Richardson. And within these small avenues of communication, the hilarious and most frivolous things were shared. Some of them having nothing to do with the day-to-day job. Most of them just for fun. Has he signed you up for a Dave and Buster's email chain without you knowing? Or sent you a meme about falling off your work treadmill, hoping that you'd actually fall off your work treadmill? He once committed to doing all sorts of quote-unquote hillbilly shit for the Instagram takeover I was planning. And he wrote to me, it'll be fun. I've got to spend some time with it. I got to figure out how to stay on brand without it being a sideshow gimmick. And then in all caps, he wrote, my culture is not a gimmick. (laughs) And he was right. And he took his fun very, very seriously. But his fun had reason and rhyme to it. And according to a Harvard Business Review article titled, Why Work Should Be Fun, I read this quote. When we make time for joy and laughter, we become resilient. In other words, it makes us like Teflon, like rubber, like the bad stuff bounces off and doesn't quite stick. To be resilient means you are able to withstand. It means you can get back up after something knocks you on your ass. It means us, all of us, will one day be okay enough to not cry when the name Chris Richardson is mentioned. He used to say to Wendy, his brand manager partner back in the South, Wanda, it's just groceries. And it became somewhat of a catchphrase that spread across this company. It was a call to arms, the arms being fun and lightness, the very things that made us able to hang on and keep going and make it to the next text that he would send. So hang on and laugh, laugh like really, really hard (laughs) and decorate your coat of armor with all the hilarity that you can and wear it in his honor. Because that will be the Chris Richardson legacy here at Dirty Hands. To enjoy this place and to enjoy each other so that we can withstand and hang on when life gets hard and scrambles our Wi-Fi. I love you all. Stay dirty. Get it.
Taking names and breaking out balance chains. Started to give love for the dollar street. Now we hitting every corner of the country. Finding all the answers to the questions. When it comes to solutions, we're the best ones here. Yeah. We provide. Whoa. We don't hide, no, no. Yeah. Well, here we come to find a way to give you some control. Don't you lose your hope? 